say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on TuneIn.com, Ying.fm, and Upsnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. Time was my enemy. My future wasn't looking good. So worried about the things I couldn't see I couldn't see the things I could I was aging fearfully Worrying my life away When all along I should have been Thankful for every day Finally made a friend of time Now you could say that I'm gratefully Live from the rolling hills of the beautiful Tennessee Valley, from the foothills of the Great Smoky Mountains, across this amazing nation and spanning the universe, you're listening to Aging Gratefully. I'm your host, gerontologist Holly Kelly, bringing you exceptional guests and novel information to ensure you age great and live full and embrace each extraordinary day for the incredible gift it is. Welcome, everyone, to the Aging Gratefully show. We broadcast every Friday on the CTR network at 11 a.m. Pacific time. And greetings to everyone. So happy that you're joining us from around the globe. Salutations to every single listener. Our aging, gratefully family of aging rebels, never acting our age, ages, just a number of listeners is growing at warp speed. So appreciate how you've been listening, downloading, sharing, and subscribing to the show. And some of our listener geostats have actually doubled within the last month. So you totally rock in uh, some areas, just really been tuning in and ramping up our audience. And I value how you are listening to the shows on all the different formats that our CTR network production team has made available to you, all your favorite platforms uh, that you can listen to and access the show. 
How can you not be feeling in the mood to age gratefully? I just love that intro song. It's by singer, songwriter, musician Jim Beloff, and you'll find that on iTunes. I invite you to download his entire album. It's called Dreams I Left in Pockets, and that song, Aging Gratefully, is in that entire album. So thank you so much. While you're there, I invite you to visit the Aging Gratefully show and listen to a former episode. You know that we're on all of the other uh, podcast venues, TuneIn, Stitcher, um, all of those. But if you're an iTunes user, I invite you while you're there visiting Jim to make a stop our way. I want to welcome you to our Aging Gratefully Mother's Day special, a show dedicated to moms of all kinds everywhere, far and wide across the globe. This show is a full-on mom tribute. Whether you're a mom, mom mom-to-be, a grandmother, stepmom, fur kid mom, adoptive mom, an aunt or sister, serving in a parental mom role, or even a dad that fills this special responsibility, whoever you are or however you serve in a mother's capacity, We honor you and all you are and do on the Aging Gratefully show today. I'm your host today, Solo, happy and delighted to honor moms past, present, and future. I want you to think about the word mom. If you reverse the word, it still spells mom. That is so appropriate because once a mom, regardless of how life can be topsy-turvy, you're always a mom. And if you take the word mom and flip it upside down, it spells wow. How fitting, as moms do create their share of wow and amazement. In our show titled Mother's Day Tribute, honoring moms past, present, and future, We know all too well that there is an absolute wow factor to being a mom. And how often do we find ourselves saying wow in response to some of the mom kind of things that come our way? So it is only fitting that mom equals wow upside down. She's still pretty awesome. And backwards, she's still mom. Moms are definitely rock stars, boulders of strength, superhumans, and yet gentle and loving too. They fill so many shoes or heels, boots or flip-flops. It's no wonder there is a day dedicated just to them. And that's our show dedication this week to the word mom. Merriam-Webster defines the noun mom as mother sense, abbreviated for mama. Interestingly, it was first used in 1846, less than 200 years ago. Yet I can't imagine life without the word mom. Can you? It is noted that the use of mama made its debut in the 1550s. But yes, less than 200 years ago, the evolution of the word mom was born. Alongside this new addition to articulated vocabulary was the recording of the words Black Angus, Stereotypical, Checkbook, and Brunswick Stew, and so many more. There are many alternatives to the word mom, that being ma, mama, mammy, mommy, mum, mummy, but it is all either female parent or mother. Mom is defined as a person who has given birth to a child or who has responsibility for the care of children. 
And how did this word originate in the first place? My research took me to the findings of linguist Roman Jacobson, who stated his ideas on the specific origin of the word mom. Quote, often the suckling activities of a child are accompanied by a slight nasal murmur, the only fonotation which can be produced when the lips are pressed to a mother's breast or to the feeding bottle and the mouth is full. Later, this phonetary reaction to nursing is reproduced as an anticipatory signal at the mere sight of food and finally as a manifestation of a desire to eat or more generally as an expression of discontent and impatient longing for missing food or absent nurser or end any ungranted wish. So it seems the word mom was created in the most appropriate of sources. That is often the first word murmurings of infants themselves. Whether you call yours or yours call you, it most definitely is a word we all know quite well. So about moms, I have one, I am one, but this show is for everyone, those who may have lost their mom or those who lovingly mother something, be it your pet, your spouse, which can happen, your niece, nephew, or even teachers who serve a mom role daily to many. Today, we honor moms past, present, and future, and all that they are and do, how they make things better, how they teach, how they love, how they are perfectly imperfect, and how they amaze and inspire, and so much more. I asked some of you on Twitter to share your thoughts about moms for the show, and here's what some of you shared. Beth Freights MD said, My own mother is so important to me. I adore her so much. Just Jane shared, My mom has passed, but we had a love-hate relationship growing up. I appreciated her more as I became an adult. Always Five Star shared, One of my most sacred joy is being a mom. I love my six kids. Jojo Diamond shared, love your mother because you'll never get another. My mother passed away 30 years ago. It still feels like yesterday. She was my best friend, always happy. You only get one. Cherish your mom. And we had so many more responses, and I received several emails that shared how so many of you were missing your mom had regret of unresolved issues, or how you wish you had gotten things right with your mom before her passing. Some of you shared that you hope your mom is waiting for you on the other side when you yourself make your exit. Just overwhelming replies about how sacred listeners hold their mom. And just amazing thoughts about moms everywhere. And in reply, I shared something that has been in our family a very long time. My great-great-grandmother had a poem that hung in her home. She passed it to my great-grandmother, and my great-grandmother passed it to my grandmother, who passed it to my mom, who passed it to me, and I, of course, have passed it to my daughter. I now quote the word mom. I now note that the word mom is not in there, but instead the formal version of the word mother. So our aging gratefully alphabet suit for the psyche this week is a very special poem called A Mother's Love. And it reads, a mother's love is like a star that shines above both near and far. Though clouds may dim its light so fair, yet all the time the star is there. That's the beauty of moms. They are always there because their legacies remain eternal. They live on forever in how they love 
and the love they create through their children and those they have impacted and positively influenced. Moms are wow because they love so unselfishly, unconditionally. I remember back to my youth and recall such fond memories of my mom. She was pretty cool, very kind and gentle. Today, she is this invincible rock that can take the world on her shoulders. I often said I did not know where she got her strength from. And then I realized, in part, it's the wow power of being a mom. You can do anything because for the first time in your life, you feel unconditional love for another. Perhaps being a mom allows for such revelations. And my mom is still a mom, now using the term in a descriptive manner in that she is parent to her fur kids that she dotes on just like children, as well as being an awesome mom to me and my brother. The maternal instinct is such a continuum, and I believe perhaps keeping it thriving is helpful for moms when their kids leave the nest to still have a beautiful soul to love like a child, such as a pet. Did you know that mom wasn't always a word and that about the iconic celebration of Mother's Day, how it is defined? And would you like to know when it began? Let's go back to the very first Mother's Day, a day created to pay honor to all the work that mothers do in raising their children. It was decided that mothers need to be celebrated, and therefore, President Woodrow Wilson proclaimed May 9th, 1914, the very first Mother's Day. Wikipedia shares, Mother's Day is a celebration honoring the mother of the family as well as motherhood, maternal bonds, and the influence of mothers in society. It is celebrated on various days in many parts of the world, most commonly in the months of March or May. It complements similar celebrations honoring family members such as Father's Day, Siblings Day, and Grandparents Day. The modern Mother's Day began in the United States as the initiative of Anne Reeves Jarvis in the early 20th century. This is not directly related to the many traditional celebrations of mothers and motherhood that have existed throughout the world over thousands of years, such as the Greek cult to Cybele, the Roman festival of Hilaria, or the Christian Mothering Sunday celebration, originally a commemoration of Mother Church, not motherhood. However, in some countries, Mother's Day is still synonymous with these older traditions. The U.S.-derived modern version of Mother's Day has been criticized for having become too commercialized. Founder Jarvis herself regretted its commercialization and expressed views on how that was never her intention. And about that commercialization, according to Hallmark, we give roughly 141 million Mother's Day cards each year. Mother's Day falls third in the lineup of popular greeting card celebrations, only being preceded by Christmas and Valentine's. But what about gifts for mom? Mother's Day holiday spending topped $23 billion in 2018. National Retail Federation survey states that 86% of Americans plan to celebrate Mother's Day this year, and on average, each is expected to spend $180 on mom, forecasted down slightly from last year's average of $186. And for those who are not nearby to share an in-person tribute or bring a gift, you'll be calling. That's right. 
I said calling. Do not, do not text your mom on Mother's Day. It's definitely a phone call worthy occasion. About 122 million phone calls will be made to moms across America this year. So enough about the logistics and origin of Mother's Day. Let's talk moms themselves. What do they do exactly to have their own special day of commemoration? The easier question would be to ask what they don't do. What synonyms do we think of when we think of mom? While it may vary from person to person, we definitely think about undeniable, unbounded, and infinite love. This quote by Agatha Christie captures it quite well. A mother's love for her child is like nothing else in the world. It knows no law, no pity. It dares all things and crushes down remorselessly all that stands in its path. And another popular one I felt resonated with us all. Quote, a mother holds her children's hands for a while, their hearts forever. As I reflect on that hand-holding, I'd like to shift the conversation to just that. Isn't it interesting how we so naturally looked to mom's hand to guide us when we were little? Mom's hand alongside us or even leading us to let us know that we were not only in good hands, but in the sanctity of her safety and support. One day we stop reaching for that hand as we have evolved into our more independent selves. Because of that hand, we have become more self-determined. We have been taught well by her examples of how to become more self-reliant and lead ourselves in life. And off we go, leaving the security of mom's hand and navigating life freely in the direction of our choice. And while we may have lost our tether to her hand, We never, ever lose her heart. She is always there in other forms, stronger than physical handholding forevermore. And yet we may take mom's hand again just one more time in life, and that is to hold hers, to guide her, to let her know that it will all be okay, that we are there, that we love her, and we will honor her in every way imaginable. And at the end of her days, we may have the opportunity to hold her hand as she held ours, offering safety and love, just as she once did. And even if we are not granted the physical chance to do so, the bond, the love, and the trusting of our hearts and souls can never be questioned and is everlasting. So for those who have lost their mom, either at the end of a long life difficult challenges, or tragically all too soon, we offer a ritual honoring to the most ceaseless love of all time. So in devotion to past moms, we recognize the endless love offered so selflessly, and many people this Mother's Day will be saddened by memories of their mom who has passed. And yet I ask you to consider seeing her as forever present in the very core of your being and existence. I invite you to honor past moms through loving memories. Smile and immerse yourself in the greatest ones. Let yourself positively ponder the magnificence of her and allow yourself the gift of healing remembrance 
For some, it could even be helpful to journal about her, write a letter to her, or even draft or craft a beautiful poem about her to embrace all that is her. In the work that I do in thanatology, it is my goal to help people through the most difficult of times. And often the desire is to put up a wall, ignore, deny our emotions of love. But avoidance isn't always helpful in our grieving journey. And it is through the honoring that we can lead with love instead of angst. So many families ignore Mother's Day, birthdays, or other special commemorations of someone they loved and lost due to deep-seated grief. Yet, while it is emotional, the heart and soul transformation of celebrating your loved ones can truly heal. I even honor today the moms that have had the most inconceivable and devastating loss of their very beautiful child that makes them a mom. And I send you so much love on this day. I want to share a quote by me about undeniable love and the realities of great loss. Quote, if grief only exists where love once resided, how lucky are we to have had such a beautiful tenant of the heart? So we honor the tenants of our heart because they are with us always. More ideas for honoring could include to take a moment to contemplate your loving memories, cycle through your greatest reminiscences to reflect on your feelings and love. You can get a photo album or enjoy something that is a true honoring of your mom. This isn't a sad ritual, by the way. This is a jubilant and sacred way to keep her close, to continue her beautiful legacy and allow her to remain forever present in your heart and soul. Maybe you visit her graveside and take her favorite flowers. Maybe today you delight in the favorite gift or something that she taught you to cook. Maybe sit a spell and talk quietly or reflect. Or go do the thing that the two of you did that was special. Maybe like going shopping together. Well, go. Enjoy your shopping in honor of her and spend away. At checkout, you can silently say, this is for you, mom. The point is to not ignore, to not neglect these thoughts and reflections associated with our incredible loss. Maintain the love that you hold and bring it to your present, as it is often in the ignoring, the stuffing or denial that creates even more anguish. Believe it or not, these rituals often serve as a wonderful means to heal and find joy through honoring your infinite love. We know all too well that death ends a life, not a relationship, so Honor the relationship you have always held so dear. You will find a huge sense of self-enrichment and peace in doing so. Past does not ever mean forgotten. And to all the present moms out there, wow, so many ways we mom. New mom, grandmom, empty nest mom, hopeful mom, stepmom, adoptive mom, dad mom, aunt mom, neighborhood mom, mom role, fur kid mom. There are so many versions of moms, and they all lend themselves to many common traits. Love, compassion, commitment, joy, patience, understanding, creativity, problem solving, creator of magic, visionary, advocate, adventurer, cheerleader, coach, Mentor, mountain mover. My goodness, we moms cover the spectrum in how we fulfill our many roles. And in the end, we wouldn't trade jobs with anyone. 
few things in life are akin to this awesome, undeniable, and amazing role we find ourselves in. We show up, we grow up, well, even if we pretend to, as you know, we are aging rebels here on the Aging Gratefully Show, but we deliver day in and day out, 365 days a year and 366 days in a leap year. Once a mom, forever a mom, and we'd not have it any other way because we know what a huge responsibility, gift, honor we have been entrusted with to guide these beautiful souls we have been so blessed with to usher them into the amazing individuals they are to become. Is it all bliss and roses? Ah, nothing worth doing or having is because the price we always pay for love can also come with some other realities. Worry, oh my goodness, the worry. Concern, anguish, heartbreak, frustration, challenge. And this too allows us to grow and become more amazing along the way. In fact, it is how we both view and experience the challenges and fantastic rewards that play into our magnificent maternal journey. It's a gift that is the ultimate joy it is a love parallel to no other. I'd like to take a commercial break and we'll come back to present moms. And I'll tell you a story about when I was younger. You're listening to Aging Gratefully. And I'm so happy you're here with me today. Thank you for listening. This past week, I had the tremendous honor of sharing my work in Florida. And what a joy helping people plan for their inevitable departure. So as I always often say on the show, it's so important for you to plan. You can't say when, you can say how, that's the work that I do. And I want everybody, because it's Mother's Day, if your mother hasn't planned or if you haven't planned and you're a mom, it's so important to plan your personal affairs, do an advanced directive, and you will be surprised what kind of peace of mind you get from that. You're listening to Aging Gratefully and we'll be right back. author of Find Your Soul's Agenda, and I think that Holly Kelly's Aging Gratefully is such a wonderful show, and we should all listen to it to learn how to never act our age. The Ladder Life Planning Institute is the ultimate guidance for life's inevitable destiny and your path to passionate aging and inspirational advanced care planning. LLPI offers tools that educate, inspire, and enlighten. Live vibrantly, plan thoughtfully, age dynamically, Visit LLPI for business and individual consulting services. Professional and keynote speaking, books, workshops, education, webinars, and resources. LLPI is here to transform your ladder life living today. Visit them at ladderlifeplanninginstitute.com. Live extraordinary, age dynamically. Visit ladderlifeplanninginstitute.com. I'm Dr. Gordon Pedersen. Aging Gratefully was a very wonderful show before I ever got here, and it's even more magnificent now that I've been a part of one show. I enjoyed being interviewed by Holly. She did her homework better than anybody else has, and she communicated in such simple, understandable format 
that everybody knew more than I even expected when I was brought into the show. After my introduction, I already had a willingly acceptable uh, clientele of people that wanted to hear about what I had to say. So I got to stand on her shoulders, and she made me even better than I could have possibly been. I recommend her show. I recommend it regularly. And if you're going to be a guest, absolutely be prepared. She's going to ask the right questions in the right way to make you look better, sound better, and for the benefit of everybody listening, uh, I give her a 10 out of 10. I'm Dr. Gordon Pedersen. I'm at www.mydoctorsuggests.com. Thank you. Thanks. Sunrises and sunsets. Final Affairs Forged with Flair, Finesse, and Functionality is a delightful book for every adult of any age and any stage. This multi-award winning book written by gerontologist Holly Kelly is a soul-soothing journey and novel approach to completing your personal affairs and advanced care planning. Readers are calling it transformative, life-changing, and fun. Prepare lovingly, plan thoughtfully, live dynamically. Available on Amazon and most bookstores. Author autographed copies are available at sunrisesandsunsetsbook.com where you can subscribe, register for a workshop, and more. Hey, Asian Gratefully listeners, uh, actor Chris Toomey here. You know where I go every week for uplifting messages about aging and living life to the fullest? That's right. It's right here on the Asian Gratefully Show, of course. Be sure to join the Power Hour of Enlightenment every Friday, with the fabulous, the wonderful, the ever-so-awesomely-awesome gerontologist, Holly Kelly. Welcome back to the Aging Gratefully Show. I'm your host, gerontologist Holly Kelly, returning to our discussion on all things mom, past, present, and future. Remember, if you're a first-time listener, you can subscribe to the show on your favorite players, including iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play, and many more. We are available on all your smart devices and your smart TVs, including Samsung, Roku, Amazon Fire, and you can even ask Amazon Alexa to queue up the show. Shout out to our loyal listeners around the world. So appreciate you listening and embracing our messages. You definitely keep me deep-seated in positivity. So I said I'd share a story when I was younger, and I remember being about five years old, going into my mother's closet, and she had so many beautiful clothes and shoes. She still does. But I would be enthralled with her magnificent wardrobe, the fancy dresses, the slingback high heels, and I would be captivated by the elements of her grown-upness. And I recall so many times in my young life slipping my little foot into her shoes, imagining they fit me. And as the years passed, I would continue to put on my mom's shoes, dreaming of the day they fit and I could wear them. And one day, sooner than later, my foot fit perfectly. There was something about wearing those spectacular mom shoes or even hats. And about those hats, we never know what mom hat we may be wearing. We are so many things, 
but always with one thing in mind, our child or children. And whether they are 70 years old or seven days old, our kids are forever just that, our kids. We are imparters of wisdom. We are sometimes the voice of reason. We may echo the hard truths. We are sacrificers, at times saviors and sentimental. We are encouragers, coaches, and when we feel we are completely out of energy to give much more, we pull from the greatest depths of our mom reservoir and mom up through it all. We are not born with a guidebook. We do the best we can as we believe it to be. I love the quote, there is no way to be a perfect mother, but a billion ways to be a good one. So to all the good, great, and superstar moms out there, bask in the unexpected, crazy, surprising, fun, happy, silly, oh my gosh, you didn't say, uh uh-oh, because I said so, momness that surrounds you. I grew up with a plaque that still hangs in my home, and my mom gave it to me when I was very young. It's a mother chicken with her many chicks surrounding her, and she's declaring the words, quote, because I'm the mommy, that's why. And that about sums it up. So while we shift our attention to future moms, we'll embark on the grandest journey of all time. It's interesting because when we are young, we are fascinated by the role our moms play in our lives, and they are center stage of our universe. They say that a newborn infant baby has an immediate bond with its mother, recognizing her all too familiar voice, and she can also recognize her scent within days of birth. And those infants become toddlers and young children. Mom morphs into a rock star, superwoman, solver, strategist, mandator of rules, and our very own undeniable and most loyal member in our fan club of youth. So for those hopeful to embark on the journey of being a mom, I feel we can alter the definition just so you know what you're getting into. Mother as a noun, one person that does the work of 20 for free. But I will let you in on a secret just in case you haven't gotten it so far. You are compensated with all the amazing reward of being a mom, and that is your senses improve beyond your wildest imagination. You will gain superpowers like no other. You will be able to smell a dirty diaper from 50 feet away. You will be able to identify your child's cough in a crowded auditorium. You'll be able to hear your child's sneeze from another floor, over the vacuum, and your dog barking through a closed bedroom door. You will suddenly have little concern about your former former views on dealing with all sorts of bodily fluids. And you'll find you'll even be wearing them from time to time. Yep, being a mom develops all kinds of enhanced super senses and levels of tolerance that you never thought imaginable. And you'll also find that your heart will be forever enchanted with this little person that has taken residence in your soul. So you laugh at the joy and dimension of this beautiful gift and what they've brought into your life, like banging on the bathroom door while you're in the shower, 
to joining you in the middle of the night seeking safety and comfort because there's monsters under their bed that only are afraid of you. From gum in the hair removal expertise to your tour of duty with lice and being officially inducted into the Mom Hall of Fame when you battle pinworms. You can do it because never forget, mom is mom spelled backwards, forwards, and tip it upside down, and it's wow. Moms can seem invincible. They appear to embody the strength of Kevlar, and that makes it so difficult, actually, to realize that they, too, are fragile beings with emotions and needs. As we age, they still crave the soulful and exciting interaction with us that existed in our youth. It is because they took such incredible care of us that it is our obligation to return their selfless dedication. We talk on the show a lot about aging. After all, we are aging gratefully, but one way to stay true to our pledge to do so is through giving back all that we have so graciously and generously received. I heard from listeners that experienced strained relationships with their mom, either growing up or later in life, that may have created negative history impacting the infrastructure of maternal perceptions and realities. As with most things, forgiveness is such an important way to transcend the past, the feelings of resentment, or even pain. Often we get caught in the trap of recycling what could have been, moreover, what we believe should have been. We can do this with so many things in life, and it's a never-winning cognitive conundrum to do this to ourselves and impede our own life journey because we recognize the realities of our past. I believe every mom desires to be great, but some come up short due to exterior circumstances, maybe not having the proper skills, not being prepared, facing their own hardships, abuse, alcoholism, suicide, health issues, repeating a generational cycle, or maybe they just knew no better. But nonetheless, we are here because of them. And we each have the capacity to ensure that whatever it is we may not like, not wish to embrace, not wish to evolve or continue, that that ends with us. I say in such circumstances, we ensure we do not carry forth the qualities that will not benefit us or others, and we take the very best of them. And that is certainly what they would want. So sometimes what is holding us back from the freedom of flourishing is simply forgiveness. Forgiveness is not forgetness. It simply means the negative real of reliving the undesirable circumstances will no longer have power over us. Forgiveness equals flourishment. It allows one to be free from the cage of constraints that have impeded greatness. You rise, regardless of whether or not those around you change, agree, accept, or are even present. In other words, you choose you. And you bask in the gratefulness regardless. And remember that mom gave us life. And that life doesn't necessarily come with a manual, but it does come with your one mother. And our good future relies on us creating an awesome present for ourselves. So while the love between a mother and her children knows no distance, it is still so important to stay connected to this very being that gave us life, regardless of the miles or how busy we are. It is so important that 
I think myself that I don't get too focused on being a mom that I forget the mom that allowed me to do so. So I invite everyone listening to honor your mom, not just today, but regularly and always. And because I specialize in aging and end of life, I believe that I'm a little more perceptive or observant as to the changes that can occur with growing older. We talk about this so much on the show, how we are absolutely against aging right into irrelevance. But there's this thing that can happen with moms, and that is these amazing little people, they grow up. They not only become, they become independent. I contemplate aging as in how to make it better, how to improve it, navigating the coming years. This is the inherent gerontologist in me. So regardless if your baby is 72 and you are 95, we never lose the unbridled joy that comes from hearing from our children. And it's so easy to get caught up in our career, our own life, our distractions and the things that we're doing, this natural occurring shift that is the very transition as moms we dedicate ourselves to prepare our children for. And yet once it's arrived, we feel kind of out of a job, no longer valued for our skill set or worse, no longer needed. And that can invoke feelings of irrelevance, isolation, loneliness. And for some, it is truly difficult to come close to filling that gap of being center stage in our children's lives. What then? As a mom, I worry actually that it could be me. And as a gerontologist, I contemplate how to prepare myself and others for making sure it's not. It's a fine line between being a superstar and a fallen star. And as a daughter, I have advice for everyone out there with parents. And that is to remember their greatness. Remember how they rose for you, sacrificed, and love you unconditionally. And know that you have your turn in the area of sacrifices. In the little ways, like taking time to connect, being less selfish, call, talk, listen, offer compassion and patience, and be an example of that undeniable love you were so graciously gifted. Sometimes it's just our turn to give back. Nurture and create some of the magic moments that were so generously orchestrated for us. Part of what challenges many people in navigating growing older with grace is the living losses. And in that, I mean how circumstances change in the way uh, or from the way they used to be. Feeling like perhaps the greatest aspects of life are behind you or battling isolation And yet it is so healthy and important to stay vital, connected, thriving, relevant, and integral. I've heard parents say, quote, if their grown child wanted to talk to me, they'd call. Or keeping a record of whose turn it is, itemizing how long it's been. I feel so confused about this process because if you miss your kid, call your kid. If you miss your mom, call your mom. If you have free time, let the the mom that raised you know how you're doing, what's going on in your life, and just be so happy that you connected. And if we extend the same, regardless of how busy life becomes, it will definitely be something that we won't regret. If we're lucky enough, we will all experience the older versions of ourselves. So call your mom today. In fact, call those you love, your parents, 
children, even your siblings, because sharing your love is one of the most special gifts that we can give. And it only takes the decision to make the time to do it. And you're not allowed to text, by the way. You have to call. And let them know what they mean to you. Share a couple memories. That would be great. Tell your mom about something that you cherish that happened when you were younger. And allow for the opportunity of connectedness uh, over the gratitude and admiration you both hold for one another. In summary, it seems with most things in life that there are seasons, but like nature, perhaps they don't need to be so predictable. Perhaps we ourselves can orchestrate the ebb and flow of journeying through relationships that we hold so dear. This is how we not only stay connected, but also ensures how to not experience future regret. This is how we love. This is how we give. And most of all, this is how we mom. I leave you with this quote by Gordon B. Hinckley. It's called Mothers. Quote, you have nothing in this world more precious than your children. When you grow old, when your hair turns white and your body grows weary, When you are prone to sit in a rocker and meditate on the things of your life, nothing will be so important as the question of how your children have turned out. Do not trade your birthright as a mother for some bubble of passing. The baby you hold in your arms will grow quickly as the sunrise and the sunset of the rushing days. And with that, I wish all moms of all kinds around the world the most beautiful Mother's Day ever. And may we embody the spirit and celebration of this day forever forward. You've been listening to Aging Gratefully. I'm your host, gerontologist Holly Kelly. Thank you for listening. And if you've enjoyed our message, I invite you to subscribe and share it with others. And I'm asking everyone to call their mom and connect for Mother's Day. May you remember to never act your age and that age is just a number. And may you enjoy and embrace the coming week in the spirit of gratitude. Until we meet again, here's to living your best life now. I used to think time was my enemy. My future wasn't looking good. So worried about the things I couldn't see I couldn't see the things I could I was aging fearfully Worrying my life away When all along I should have been Thankful for every day Finally made a friend of time Now you could say Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 